Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice-weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman. From our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show, you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry, as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend. What's up, legends? Welcome to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Opie, and joined by Belo himself. What's up, B? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Trying to almost recover from two days off, if that sounds weird. It no, really it. is all too well. Uh, if you wind up joining over on the Patreon yeah. side, you'll be able to hear what Opie's talking about and the reasoning why behind that on him. Wound up playing tourist a little bit this weekend. Okay. Was gone for a majority of the day Saturday. Didn't get home until rather late um, comparatively. But it just, it, it seems like the, and it's sad saying this coming from someone who's not even hit mid-40s yet, mm. but you it takes longer to recuperate from those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I guess part of what we were saying on uh, one of the last episodes and some of the Patreon content from a couple of the different podcasts and episodes that people our age shouldn't be having to deal with no. some of the things that we're having to deal with at this age. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that we're having to deal with is stuff that should be 20 more years or so, mm-hmm. if not more, down the road. But alas, here we are. But yeah, uh, other than that, um, trying to get caught back up, of course, uh, same as you, from the week that we wound up being trapped <laughs> in our mm-hmm. respective homes uh, from Snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. And then also trying to just get stuff going for this year and and speaking of i mean we're only one month into this year and after being stuck at home for what seemed like an eternity the month of january is already gone yeah it's crazy i mean it just felt like we had christmas mm-hmm. and that's already over a month away now yeah it's it's insane to me already proof that this year's gonna fly by just like the last one and and that's sad that time is going by. It I don't know if it's just because we are at the ages that we are, or if the the jading that we've received from society, or whatever the case may be. But it just seems like time in all aspects is going by so much quicker now than what it did five years ago. Yeah. Much less, you know, whenever we were kids in school. Yeah. And time seemed to just drag by. Now it seems like, well, I guess I'm probably perspective well, as as a child, you know. I think you want things so much. Yeah. And, and it slows time down. But now once you're at the point to where you've got or you have access to really anything that you want, mm-hmm. most of the things that you're looking for is a break from work mm-hmm. or just life in general. Just life in general, yeah. So, everything is just constant go, go, go. You're always constantly being needed by someone, something, or something like that. And being able to unplug from it, get away from it, get some kind of actual rest, Mm -hmm. it just makes things seem to just go by so much quicker. It does. I think that that whole, like, because I also will say that... Even though the week of being snowed in and all that, the week seemed to go by slow as a whole, I do think that work days 
go by slower than days off. Oh, absolutely. So like Friday, like Friday evening flies by. Saturday and Sundays always fly by, way quicker than Monday through Thursday. That one definitely is relativity, yeah, or relative to the situation. And one of the best explanations I've ever heard, and I know there's a lot of people would agree with me on this fact, especially if they've seen the movie, but that's from LL Cool J in the movie Deep Blue Sea, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he Th- says it's all construct. yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, said you can have your hand on a hot stove or a hot plate. And what can be mere seconds seems like forever. Mm-hmm. But you wind up turn around and say as a whomat man, woman, whatever, mm-hmm. you're with a, a a very attractive member mm-hmm. of the opposite or same sex, no judgment, however. An eternity seems like seconds. Can seem like seconds. Yeah. And it's all just relative to the mm-hmm. situation, so Yeah. It is. It is. But uh, one one thing that I, I, I do want to take an opportunity, um, just some after some personal reflection time uh, over this weekend, did have a little opportunity to be able to do that apart from watching some uh, divisional championship games and, and playing tourists uh, in our hometown, is that all things in moderation, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, don't neglect self-care of any kind. Don't worry yourself over, or don't worry yourself to illness over anything, but also don't throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Try to find balance. I mean, you know, I'm someone that's always tried to find balance mm-hmm. in anything, whatever the case may be. Um, but as I am getting past 40, uh, situations where a lot of stuff that I did in my teens, 20s, and even 30s in this capacity, uh, mostly physically, mm. um, with, you know, some mental stuff, you know, thrown in there, the reciprocation, the mm. opposite end of it, the other side of the pendulum swing on some of those things are, are making themselves known. So mm. just to any younger listeners, make sure to keep out anything like that in mind. Like if, you know, someone asks you to help them move or something like that, don't just throw your back into it. <laughs> Lift with your legs. Yeah, you can you can help you know, all you want to. If, you know, don't say no to helping. Help your neighbor, but yeah. if be cautious on if, it. Right. If something, you know, sets on you mentally, don't just bury it. Mm. You know, don't necessarily act on it, but don't bury it. Oh, yeah. Try to find some way to relieve yourself of whatever that particular mental situation may be or something like that. So yeah, don't, don't ignore it, but also don't worry about everything until you get to be, you know, so ill from just the worrying about stuff. Mm -hmm. That's about it. So yeah. Yeah. Getting into some store news just to keep everybody up to date, uh, store hours for the Winfield Dunn or highway 66 location where studio 66, where we are recording from is located is currently 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. And our Newport Highway location located here in Sevier County is 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. This year will be 365 days a year, including the one off day. Uh, since we are on a leap year, yes. that extra day uh, will wind up counting, of course, as Christmas Day this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the one day that we are definitively closed at any point in time throughout the year. Now, you may wind up seeing us closed at other times, especially this time of year. That, of course, is weather-related, but normal operating hours sees us open 364 days a year. Typical years, of course, on that leap year, Mm. we pick up a day. Um, If you are going to be looking to follow us, and the best way to keep up with any kind of news at any point in time on any or for any of our locations is to follow us on the social media sites. Um, that is for Tennessee legend distillery, as well as studio 66. If you are going to follow our sponsor, we definitely encourage you to do that. That is Tennessee legend distillery on Facebook. Um, each location has its own Facebook page and they are all listed as Tennessee legend distillery. 
you just have to look up the individual location. Those being Nashville, Cookville, or Sevier County, they're on Facebook. And if you do happen to be an Instagram user as opposed to just Facebook specifically, on Instagram, it's all lowercase, the letters T-N, the word legend, so T-N-L-E-G-E-N-D. And you're going to include Nash or Nashville, C-K-V-L for Cookville, or Sevco, that's S-E-V-C-O for the Sevier County location. So T-N legend, Nash, Cookville, or Sevco for the individual locations there on Instagram. Now we do have quite a few new products that are slated to come out this year. Um, some of our own. There's mm-hmm. not going to be as many, but we are going to have some of our own products coming out this year. But we will be having quite a few products released with our partner, Anthem Spirits. So we are going to have a lot of branded products released during 2024. And if the rumor mills are correct, we are going to be having some major fun on location with some of these titles, with some different events. So make sure that you follow any and all of those social media pages to be able to get first-hand information. And of course, once anything is booked for sure, it is going to be happening. One of the first places that you are going to hear about it or be able to hear about it is going to be through the Patreon content through Between Two Barrels. Sponsored and brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. So make sure that you go and follow those for TLD. And hey, why not, while you're already there, make sure and follow the Studio 66 ones mm-hmm. as well. <clears throat> and if you are looking for something to eat while you happen to be here in town, I definitely invite you to head over next door to Gatlinburg Brewing Company, where they have their current pizza of the moment. It is one that was thoroughly enjoyed last year, so they brought it back this year, and that is the Loaded Baked Potato Pizza fantastic pizza Mm -hmm. i am getting one today to be Mm -hmm. able to take home for dinner uh as i get ready to head out for the day so definitely invite you guys to head on over there and see them if and when you are going to be in town now opie um i actually went ahead and got a few things that are going to be happening this uh this weekend in town Mm -hmm. so if you wanted to talk to folks and let them know about a couple of things going on i'm sure they'd Love to hear about it. Absolutely. If you are going to be in the area this week, and make sure to take into account some of the things happening in Sevier County. Uh, The K2 Volleyball Tournament, just barely up the road and across the river from the distillery, is being held at the Sevierville Convention Center. It's going to be pretty traffic-heavy around this area. The volleyball tournaments are always pretty big in this area. Uh, We're a volleyball family. Uh, My brother played for the University of Tennessee club team. My sister played for in high school, played for LMU in college, went across seas and played for Eastern London University. So we are a volleyball tournament family. We almost every other weekend with either one of them, we were at volleyball tournaments. Um, It's very, very popular sport. So if you are coming to the area, make plans to leave a little early to get to your destination because it will uh, fill up the Winfield Dunn area. Um, and I'm sure we will see a lot of the parents oh, <laughs> of yeah. said players. Um, also, if you aren't tired of the Christmas lights, there are still plenty of opportunities to enjoy the lights in all of Sevierville and surrounding counties in a multitude of ways. Take a car, a trolley, or even a plane or helicopter to see lights that are still on full display in Sevierville until the end of winter. You will see lights in Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and even Newport. Some of these displays will be up all the way through Valentine's Day. Um, However, try not to get a local's opinion on it because they are paying the bill. Right. Um, Funny funny enough, um, I don't know if you wound up getting the notification being out there in Jeff County, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm sure that there's some... Uh, all the surrounding counties wind up kind of doing the same thing, um, even over in Knox. Mm. Uh, but mainly here in Sevier County, they wound up getting a a request, a notification via email, whatever, um, asking folks to conserve energy. Uh, don't turn your uh, thermostats up too high. Mm-hmm. Make sure and you know 
turn lights off whenever you leave the room and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And it's like, really? You're going to ask. You're going to have that. all of these lights up into February. And you're asking us. And you're asking to us to curb our electricity usage. Nah. Nah, it don't work that yeah, way. It doesn't. Uh, we do have a new Ford dealership opening up uh, and literally a football store away from our distillery. Yes. Uh, it is uh, very close to being done. And finally, construction has begun on quite possibly one of my favorite things to ever walk around in. Actually, it was. As, as a, a basic white man. Um, one of the most anticipated yes. yeah. arrivals more to so Sevier County. More so than any new rides at Dollywood. More so than, than water parks. Yes. No. Also, within football store from the distillery, we're getting a Target. Yes. That's right. A Target. I know that um, both our wives yes. will be ecstatic whenever that happens as well. Yes. So construction is going on with both of those projects within a stone's throw of Tennessee Legend Distillery uh, on Winfield Dunn. So also keep that in mind during the hours of business, you know, trucks and these employees and these workers who are working on these buildings are going to and from the site. So just uh, drive safe as you come around that curve on Winfield Dunn uh, and uh, look forward to those being completed. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be excited for the target. And uh, you truck enthusiasts are going to be very excited for a new dealership on Winfield Dunn. So uh, just, again, with all of this stuff happening, make the plan. If you've got a job to get to, if you're coming down for the weekend, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, to do certain things like go to a show or this and that, just plan a little extra time for travel because these things are slowing traffic down on Winfield Dunn. Yes, uh, we, we also, we, we tell, you know, our employees the same thing, you know, with all this stuff happening, give yourself 15, 20 more minutes in your travel time. So yeah, little local, uh, stuff happening here on Winfield Dunn. Yep. Now, one more thing. If you are looking for some old fashioned fun with a twist, you may want to check out the groovy Gatlinburg scavenger hunt. Okay. What is this about? This is something that actually happens multiple times a week. Okay. You typically have a couple of times most every day of the week that you can choose to be able to go in and do this. Okay. But your creative, non-traditional scavenger hunt begins at a scenic spot that's a local favorite. Um, it's actually uh, a, a, a coffee shop up in Gatlinburg that mm-hmm. does this. Um, you'll get your digital quest from your live and interactive remote host. So it's something that you'll be able to use your mobile device and actually link up with the host of the scavenger hunt, and they will give you clues, points of interest Mm. uh, uh, to be able to go find the different things that you are needing to find. Uh, Then, of course, you'll take off on your own to experience a wide variety of carefully curated locations around town. You'll walk or drive to the various checkpoints as you interpret creative tasks, accept wacky challenges, and get outside of your comfort zone. Now, it is ticketed, so you'd have to make reservations. It is one ticket per person, both family and dog-friendly. The game alternates between the indoors and outdoors with plenty of bonus challenges as well. You'll text photos and videos to your remote host who cheers you on and assists you as you play and to help document your progress. You can even interact with the locals to interpret the creative challenges and you won't be able to avoid having fun, uncovering hidden gems and local secrets, making memories, laughing, and learning along the way. You'll be part of the rich culture of the dynamic city of Gatlinburg, where every turn is full of surprises, so questions in advance are definitely welcomed, and they invite you to check out all 500 of the city hunts. This is something great for corporate groups, tourism, Curious locals, bachelors, bachelorettes, you can do this for birthday parties, family get-togethers, friend trips, any other kind of special groups. Just make sure and contact them and ask them about any kind of custom design experiences. And you can use this as a virtual team building experience as well. That's cool. Just something that I was looking through trying to find some things that were happening around town. 
and happened across this and saw that it's something that's year round that you can actually book and thought it'd be neat to let our listening audience know that one thing that you probably will likely not hear about on most any sort of publication or see or anything like that unless you go into this coffee shop Mm -hmm. or see where someone has reviewed it um, this is something to actually do in Gatlinburg and it's a really neat concept that you get to do like a Zoom meeting or whatever with your your host for this uh, uh, scavenger hunt and you get sent all over Gatlinburg and while you're trying to go all over Gatlinburg you're learning about different points of the city and stuff like that and um, with one of our upcoming episodes I think this would be a really fun you know uh, uh, thing to go do yeah. just because of what the, the subject matter is going mm-hmm. to be of this upcoming episode. So Absolutely. Um, it's very similar kind of like what we do statewide with the Tennessee Whiskey Trail um, which, you know, a huge huge shout out to everyone who participated this past year in the Whiskey Trail. Uh, Tennessee Legend Distillery is in the top three across the entire state of check-in locations yes so we were only beat out by two others on the whiskey trail they're big names they are very big names very big names one is the Mm -hmm. the official moonshine of nascar Mm -hmm. and the other is darn near old as america itself yes yes it is so Huge shout-out to all of you that stopped by Tennessee Legend Distillery locations and checked in on the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. Thank you to the Tennessee Whiskey Trail for being a fantastic partner and uh, just a thing that we get to to participate in, and so do our guests. And, uh, yeah, just a big shout-out to you all, and a great job to all of our employees who talked about it, who discussed it, and uh, stuff like that. And here's to another successful year for both Tennessee Legend Distillery as well as the Tennessee Whiskey Trail. Uh, so if you haven't heard of it, if you haven't joined in on it, research it. And uh, there's some fun events that happen throughout the st- state of Tennessee with the Whiskey Trail and so many other places to check in, other distilleries and locations and things like that. So check that out, too, while you're looking for things to do in the state of Tennessee and in the Sevier County area. So on the last episode that we... Uh, that we had, we uh, talked about a, 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 con- a sugary confection insulation-looking treat that was first mass-produced here in the state of Tennessee at the fair. Yes, 1904. Yes, I believe, which was three years before the founding of Morristown, Tennessee, my hometown. Wow, cotton candy cotton is older than older my than hometown. Morristown, nice. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it was fun. It was uh, learned a lot, but yeah enjoyed that episode this episode however we are talking about another delicious treat created in the state of tennessee yes fluffy crunchy soft chewy morsel yes. of a tail all, all, all kinds of of uh, yes. uh textures yes all kinds uh, to of be textures enjoyed with this one uh we are talking about the moon pie yes Do you go nuts about our products at Tennessee Legend Distillery? Do you think our products should be on nuts? Well, look no further than Southern Vet Sweets. At Southern Vet Sweets, they specialize in baked goods and desserts that are sure to tantalize your taste buds. They make a variety of treats from cookies to alcohol-infused delights and modern takes on Southern favorites. They provide custom and bulk orders at southernvetsweets.com. Make sure to look through their catalog of tasty Southern favorites And not only do they have sweet treats for your taste buds, they are also veteran-owned and operated. And whenever you place your order, tell Jason, Tennessee Legend Distillery sent you. This episode being entitled Fly Me to the Moon Pie, um, which, of course, is the perfect combination of marshmallow, graham, And, of course, depending on your palate, uh, vanilla, banana, strawberry. Mm. uh, We'll talk about later on the extensive list of different flavors of moon pies that you can find. But nothing, of course, beats the original chocolate. Mm -hmm. Now, the moon pie itself 
was born out of necessity, as most things, and hunger, of course. Yes. Uh, when in 1917, so 13 years after mass-produced cotton candy. Wow. Um, a salesman for the Chattanooga, surprise, surprise, bakery was in coal country, Kentucky, soliciting ideas for the next big confectionery hit when a coal miner asked for a snack as big as the moon to satiate hunger and lack of energy as a result from the long hours in the mine. And of course, so came the moon pie. It was definitely, or is was mm. and still is a larger cake, a graham cake with marshmallow cream and then covered in originally a uh, chocolate ganache or a chocolate coating on no. the outside. No. And then later on, uh, Dipped. several different flavors, yeah. yes, um, were used to be able to make a moon pie. <clears throat> but yeah, it came out of a situation to where mine workers in the coal mines of Kentucky mm -hmm. as this salesman, this traveling salesman going through to, from general store to general store, just trying to find something new, you know, asking the people, doing a focus group, basically. Yeah, pretty much. What would you guys like to see? And said, I, we need something that's large, mm -hmm. that's going to, you know, help fill up, but is also a treat. Yeah. And henceforth, the moon pie was born. He called back to the Chattanooga bakery, told him what had been told to him. And that's partly how it got its name is the fact that the, the worker said he wanted something, a snack as big as the moon. So that's partly why they decided to call it the moon pie. Because technically, standing on Earth, you could hold it up to the moon. And it would it's be as big as, as, the, big moon. as the moon. Yeah. would be roughly the same size. Yeah. Now, the Chattanooga Bakery produced over 100 items, but the moon pie would go on to be the biggest. At the time of its inception, costing a mere nickel apiece made it a very affordable snack, causing them to fly off the shelves, and it wouldn't be long before the mainly female staff of the bakery was boxing up hundreds of moon pies each day. Now, you may be asking why it's a predominantly female staff. Because of the time. It was because yeah. of the time. It had nothing to do with the fact of, you know, oh, it's something being baked. It should be a woman or whatever the case may be. No. Um, it was simply just because of the fact between World War One and World War Two, as these things were coming about, a majority of the workforce in America was comprised of women because mm -hmm. the men were going off to war in the foreign countries. So that's the reasoning behind it. It's nothing to do with, you gender know, roles gender roles and stuff like that in that capacity. Uh, speaking of World War II, when World War II hit, moon pies had already gained so much popularity that when soldiers left for battle, moon pies went with them. Nothing said home more than a care package containing a moon pie. Mm. That's wild. I do love a moon pie. Yeah, and this next thing is probably going to be... I know that you're not going to fall into this category. I don't fall into this category, uh, but a portion of this next statement will, you know, resonate. Um, but baby boomers and moon pies go hand in hand because after World War II, this country experienced insane growth and adults returning from World War as well as all the kids as a result of those tumultuous times and they needed a cheap and filling snack. And of course, moon pies fit the bill. So I'm sure you can ask any boomer if they have a memory about moon pies and they will answer with a resounding yes. Mm. Now, the reason I said that this was gonna resonate between the two of us is I'm sure that you have a prominent memory surrounding moon pies. Mm -hmm. What is yours? The main prominent memory is uh, my family uh, owned a catering business in Morristown for 50-plus years. Uh, it's called the Hurricane Catering. started out as a drive-in concession stand and worked its way into the food truck industry before food trucks became popular. <laughs> um, they would cater to businesses around town, factories, uh, and they had a little building below East High School where all the cooking and stuff was done. And they would have these contracts with, like, pet 
pet was their provider for milk. Milk, yeah. Yeah. So, like every every Monday morning, there will be all these big trucks parked down there, like pet dropping off their order of milk for the week and different places. And every morning, uh, we would go by there before school to see Dad and my grandmother, who was a cook for the Hurricane Catering. And what typical breakfast would be for most normal people, like they had breakfast items for factory workers, they did breakfast and lunch, catering routes. Now their breakfast was fantastic. They'd have things like biscuits and gravy. It was my grandmother's recipe and it, it's to die for. Sausage biscuits, country ham biscuits, stuff like that. But my breakfast every morning was a moon pie and a Diet Pepsi. At the catering cup uh, every morning we'd stop um, that choice is still a choice I'm living with today uh, <laughs> for you know um, my body not being in the best shape is those choices I made as a kid of <laughs> breakfast instead of it being literally the breakfast of champions stuff like oats and things like that no right. I was I was eating moon pies and hostess cakes and soda for breakfast right. as opposed to what you really should be eating for breakfast but my main memory is every morning having a moon pie and a diet pepsi every morning when i was in elementary and middle school i i can i can like sympathize with the fact that there was a a very long period of time to where it was pop tarts mm. for me and and sweet tea of course um i'm someone who you know, sweet tea is mm. probably the the second thing in my veins beyond mm-hmm. blood, which, of course, probably accounts for some of the things that I've been having to deal with as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it goes back to having sweet tea in a bottle for me, man. Um, I didn't want chocolate milk or anything like that yeah. in a bottle. Once I knew what sweet tea was, give me the tea, man. But, um, yeah, it would have been uh, sweet tea and Pop-Tarts for me in that aspect. Uh, but I do, as well, have a, a moon pie story or mm-hmm. a moon pie experience that I'm never going to forget. And I will say that mine is probably, without a shadow of a doubt, more disgusting than anybody who would wind up imagining. Um, and I want you to use theater of the mind for this. Okay. Um, I have a cousin, this cousin, uh, rather massive. Uh, out of all the male um, gr- grandchildren on my mom's side, uh, he is probably the second tallest, but by far the most massive okay. in terms of size, um, but not fat. Okay. Um, Big boned. Yeah, I've seen this person like reach down and grab a car battery, like palm. Palm it. Yeah, a car battery wow. and be able to walk across the field and just sit there and swing his arms like he was carrying a regular lunch pail, but with a car battery type of person. Um, some of his um, less desirable uh, um, food concoctions include, uh, you know, the old Murray cheap chocolate chip cookies yeah. that look like a flower but has a ring, like a hole in the middle where yeah. you could like Hold them on your finger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Love to eat those, but not by themselves. Okay. Hot sauce. He loved to put hot sauce on the Murray chocolate chip cookies and eat them like that. This is also the same person that would put ketchup and mustard in ramen, but by far one of the grossest things I think I have ever seen this person make is they went in and grabbed a vanilla moon pie, double-decker, cut it in half, put mayonnaise on it, like you typically would any other kind of sandwich, and proceeded to build a Dagwood-style sandwich using the moon pie as bread. That's not the kicker. He put it in the microwave and heated it up. So you had ooey gooey marshmallow as well as the l- vanilla dip whatever is just kind of 
it was almost like uh, uh, I'm sure you've seen the the hamburgers where the buns are made out of donuts. Yes. Pretty much the same principle, but like there was lettuce, tomato. You lost my mayonnaise. All this other stuff, yeah, and and just made it as a regular sandwich. But 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 a moon pie as the bread, and put it in the microwave. That's disgusting. Very, but I will never forget that. I will never forget that. I will never forget his odd food combination choices. That's awful. But this is the same person that I've also seen sit down with like a, a, a bushel of oysters. Blech. And just with a bottle of hot sauce and a bushel of oysters and just sit there with a knife and start cracking and... That's terrible. <laughs> awful. Uh, uh, uh. So we want to hear from you guys. Do you have any specific... It doesn't necessarily have to be gross or anything like that. Um, your favorite memory or a specific memory that you are never going to forget that involves a moon pie. Uh, of course, you can message us, uh, direct message us uh, through the Studio 66 page, or you can send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. Uh, and... Our favorite memory, story, whatever is going to get your very own uh, moon pie. And we will probably go ahead and include one of our favorite designs out of the Tee Public store. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely it will. Now, moving on, the moon pie itself stayed the original chocolate, graham, and marshmallow from 1917 all the way through the 60s. Whenever new flavors and styles came to be included in the addition, with the addition of mainly vanilla, banana, and strawberry, mm-hmm. as well as the double decker variations, and then later on more flavors would follow, mm. as well as the mini versions of moon pies. Mm. Now I know my wife personally prefers out of any of them the mini strawberry ones. Like she can't says she can't eat any of the other ones. They have two different or uh, weird or off taste to her compared to what those are and those are fantastic to her Mm. and I don't falter or make fun of her in any capacity for that because I'm similar Mm. like I can eat a regular fudge round or like the 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 regular size fudge rounds that come in the box or the ones that you can buy individually the single level in the store Okay, I cannot do a double decker and I cannot do the oversized ones that you buy in the box at the store. Mm-hmm. They have different tastes to me. Same thing with the oatmeal cream pie. I can do the regular oatmeal cream pie that you get in the box at the store. I can do the oversized ones and the individual wrap ones that you can get at the gas station. I cannot do the double-decker oatmeal cream pie. I cannot do the oversized ones in the box from the store. For whatever reason, they just have a totally different taste to me. And I don't know if it's because of production time or when they were produced or whatever the case may be. But for whatever reason, the double-decker versions of both of those Little Debbie treats just taste nasty to me compared to the individually individually wrapped larger versions or the standard size versions that you get either from the gas station mm-hmm. or in the box from the grocery store. Craziness. Craziness. Now, in 2017, so seven years ago mm-hmm. at this point, Moon Pie celebrated 100 years of existence, and very few things things have changed since the original recipe, but one thing that has definitely changed is the daily number of Moon Pies that are produced. Going from just a few hundred a day in the early days to now producing around a million per day this big round treat has definitely stood the test of time now as with um the episodes as of late we have definitely been making sure to focus on several different things as far as uh, societal impacts Mm -hmm. of the individual item person whatever that particular legend or legendary topic for that particular episode would be um, and as stated before, since its inception, moon pies have been a filling and enjoyable snack 
that have been easy on the wallet or purse, you know, whatever you carry, uh, and has created some fond memories for generations. Um, like we said, you can ask any baby boomer, and I'm sure they'll be able to tell you a favorite story about Moon Pie. We just both easily recollected stories mm -hmm. from years ago, whenever we were still in single digits ourselves mm -hmm. as far as age, and were easily, I mean, able to recall stories about Moon Pies. So the impact that they have on people is, is unmistakable. I mean, also during that era, the just the thought alone about the the Diet Pepsi, it was a baby blue can with light red, pinkish, like right because it was the Pepsi. The it. Diet Coke was a little bit different. Yeah, I remember it wasn't a just plain silver can that said Diet Pepsi back then. Yeah, I it remember. Was, I remember the design of the Diet Pepsi. I remember Diet Coke because of uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, uh, commercials that they did with Keaton and mm -hmm. uh, the guy that played Alfred, a uh, couple of the other characters from off of that one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the the ability to be able to recall those types of memories, I'm sure that it that there's very few people, especially under or over the age of 25, that you could ask about a moon pie and they'd be like, oh yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, younger than that, I mean, that's completely different story because it, while it is still relevant, a lot of people still know about it. It's not as it's not marketed commonly, yeah. You know, seen or marketed yeah. as things in the past have been. Uh, but of course, that's something that's fairly common. You don't see a lot of sugary treats. No, you don't. As I mean, as advertised old, in any capacity. Remember the old Hostess commercials? Were always yeah, or funny. the uh, Keebler Elves? Yeah commercials or anything yeah. like that you really don't Chips see much of that stuff anymore you yeah. barely see cereal commercials anymore they wound up being done to them what happened to uh, um, cigarette and alcohol advertising yeah it's it's bare minimum yeah. and if you do have something it the the cost on it is seemingly yeah. outrageous yeah now um, as far as what kind of an impact it's had on our state uh, it's just another in a long list of things, inventions, ideas, uh, not only from the state of Tennessee, but specifically from Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's it's just a testament of the people and the exports this state has had on the, the country and the world, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and we haven't even scratched the surface. We've been talking about rather seemingly inconsequential things for the most part yeah. that have come out of this area. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to some of the like major inventions yes. yeah. that have reshaped societies mm -hmm. in, in in major a in ways yeah. that have originated from Tennessee I mean, and specifically from Chattanooga. The industrial world alone has had a lot of things created in the state of Tennessee, and especially Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, but we will get to that. We will get to some of those things, um, some of those big changes, some of those big inventions, uh, eventually. Um, I know I'll this guy over here has actually already gone through and pretty much mapped out the <laughs> entire year Yeah, like uh, for the episode. After so. I got done with editing and posting Cocky Top last week, I just went on this deep dive of like, okay, we've talked about some foods, we've talked about some people, but what all comes from the state, has come from the state of Tennessee. And I'm glad you did because you've been able to do a whole lot better job at finding some of these different <laughs> things. And I looked multiple times trying to find some of the actors stuff and about Tennessee. I had no idea they like, were born in Tennessee. Yeah, looking down that yeah, list, it's like, like, holy crap, they were born here? Right. That makes them Tennessean. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I don't care what the, where they die or where they live. They were right, born they were born in Tennessee. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I, so I'm excited to talk about some of the, some of those stuff. Um, I know that one thing about the moon pie. Uh, did they do? I'm pretty sure they offer in Chattanooga, kind of like the Goo Goo Cluster, uh, kind of a build your own. 
aspect. I did not find that yet, but that does not mean that that is something that is not available. And I 100% agree. Like, if you could have some other stuff to to do to to a moon pie, pie. uh, would be awesome. Now, as far as media itself, I mean, Mm. I don't think moon pie has had a a direct impact on media per se. Mm. However... With what we were just mentioning with the media in and of itself and advertisements mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, there's a lot of limitations. It's changed, too. It's changed um, so much. But in any sort of advertisement, whether it be print or anything like that, um, their advertisements displaying the bright yellow and blue packaging uh, as well as displaying that smiling crescent moon mm-hmm. are unmistakable. Um, the font the the yeah. moon all of it is unmistakable you see those colors and you're like moon pie yeah you automatically know that it's a moon pie uh as far as the impact on the economy i, I honestly just look back and or listen back to where we were talking about um the impact that it had during world war ii and specifically mm-hmm. after world war ii with the baby boom mm-hmm. it's great for the economy Oh, absolutely. I mean, you had this... this Not great for obesity tr- in the right. long run, but great for the economy. That, that was Tennessee. the beginning of it. Yeah, that's it's what all started the moon, it all. Pies. It's moon pies. You had this really cheap treat that was... It, it, it would cure a sweet tooth, in mm-hmm. a sense, um, but also with the amount of gram that was in it, with the, the top and bottom layer, it, it was filling. Yeah. And that marshmallow also would kind of seem to expand almost. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very good filling, cheap alternative to, to anything else that was available at the time. Pop culture, however, is probably one of the largest other than financial impacts mm. that Moon Pie has had in any capacity. One of the biggest ones I remember, and I'm sure... This is one of the first ones that pops into your head is from the Tracy Bird song, Lifestyles of the Not-So-Rich-and-Famous, where he refers to uh, the uh, the line goes, our champagne and caviar is an RC cola and a moon pie. Um, but I've actually always wondered where the origins of that came from. And later on... Um, and through the research and stuff like that, you find out that it was basically because of the size portions for both the the RC Cola. Like, you got however many ounces mm-hmm. more than, you know, typically Coca-Cola, Pepsi, the, the major name brand players at the time. And the, the Moon Pie itself was this larger, more filling snack that the the perceived value versus cost was was mm-hmm. a no-brainer so that's why you wound up having a lot of people would be enjoying an rc cola and a moon pie together but of course that was not the first time a person sang about the dynamic duo of an rc cola and a moon pie no 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 before tracy bird before tracy bird yes in the 1950s Big Bill Lester would celebrate this combo with a song aptly titled Gimme an RC Cola and a Moon Pie. Okay. And then later in 1973, the American rock band NRBQ, the New Rhythm and Blues Quintet, had a little success with a song called An RC Cola and a Moon Pie. Wow. Now, after... Bill Lester, but before Tracy Bird, after the uh, uh, NRBQ, the New Rhythm and Blues Quintet, Larry Grosh released the song Junk Food Junkie that changed the drink from a Dr. Pepper, or the RC Cola, to a Dr. Pepper. That's what I... So it had a little bit more money. Yeah. That's what I ended up having mostly with my moon pie. Was it Dr. Pepper? Was Dr. Pepper. Uh, can't unmistakably... At awesome ten, taste of the Dr. Pepper. 10, 2, and 4. And just another pop yeah. culture reference yeah. there. Um, but yes, uh, um, after Lester, uh, but before Tracy Bird, 
in Bellbuckle, Tennessee, an annual RC Cola and Moon Pie Festival is held. Still? Yes. Hmm. Belt Buckle? Bell. B-E-L-L. Bellbuckle, Tennessee. In Bellbuckle, Tennessee. Things I did not know existed. And one of the last things that I want to let you know about as far as uh, um, what would be pop culture. Mm-hmm. A moon pie is being enjoyed by a character named Toot when a death row inmate named Wild Bill offers Toot a nickel, which of course was the original cost for a moon pie. He offers him the nickel for his moon pie. Do you know the movie? Released in 1999, starring Tom Hanks. What What are we talking about here? In, in a movie. In a movie. A moon pie is being enjoyed by a character named Toot. Toot. When a death row inmate named Wild Bill offers Toot a nickel for his moon pie. Death row inmate named Wild Bill. Yes. Starring Tom Hanks? In 1999. 99. Yes. It's not Philadelphia. No. Older. No, uh, the, sorry, the Green Mile. Yes. 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 You are correct. So yeah, even... Even in the Green Mile, back during what would have been closer to the origin of the Moon Pie, mm-hmm. these characters, or one character offered another character, a nickel, the original price for a Moon Pie, wow. for his Moon Pie. Now, before we get out of here and we get over to the Patreon side of things, one of the last things that uh, is the impact on social media. Mm. Believe it or not, Moon Pie has a rather active and saucy mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. on on Twitter or X, whatever you want to refer to it as. Very fun. And I mean, it's not to the extent of of Wendy's that likes to roast people, um, but they just have some yeah. a, a, a lot of fun with with just their presence there. And I've got three tweets. Uh, from them that I want to share with you guys uh, before we wrap up this episode. Can you imagine like being the uh, uh, social media person for one of these major companies and not really having any kind of uh, repercussions per se for for some of the stuff that you were to put out? No. I mean, we'll we'll read some of these and no, then I can't, we'll I go can't back imagine. and. What that'd be like? I can put whatever I want with yeah, no sort of you know remorse or anything like that. But no, one of the the first things that I found as far as the first tweets, and I just did three of them. Uh, some fun tweets include: "Sorry, I haven't been checking DMs. It's just that I don't want to, and you can't make me." I mean, imagine if we had our social media person just not answer any kind of messages for a while, and then one day they just post, you know what, I haven't been checking them because I don't want to, and you know what, you can't make me. No. Or, a solar eclipse is not enough. I need to extinguish the sun completely. Ah, the moon. Yeah, with it being the moon pie. Yeah. But probably my favorite is this one. The reason moon pies are covered in chocolate is because the stuff they made sweets of out in the early 1900s would absolutely shock you. Probably. Well, I mean, whenever one of the uh, major uh, components or or ingredients or whatever for artificial vanilla flavoring... Yeah. Yeah, we won't even... It, if. If you don't know, just Google artificial vanilla flavoring and where it comes from. And if you do that and mail us back or, or, or DM us, we will check our DMs. Don't worry. Uh, there at Studio 66 or TLDTube23 at gmail.com. Um, we'll send you some sort of prize. Yeah. Uh, but you have to prove to us that you went and looked it up. And and whatever your actual reaction, film your reaction. Yes. Yes, film your reaction and send it to us, and we'll send you some fun stuff. I I have, and it shows what the recipe, or at least the ingredients list, not the full recipe, but it shows the ingredients list of a moon pie. 
There's not anything terrible on there. Uh, they did use high fructose corn syrup at one point in time, but that was eliminated. Uh, wound up going with just plain sugar as opposed mm-hmm. to the corn syrup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they made some changes, but as far as, like, totally negative things or, or, or weird things, um, not so much in there in this capacity. To you, what makes the Moon Pie a legend? The test of time, um, the impact it has had prior to now, uh, the impact that it had on media and commercials and things like that, um, and like I said, I mean, the impact that it had on uh, Southern physique. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get years. that body, bud? <laughs> Moon pass. Moon pass. Um, but yeah, that's what makes it mainly probably the fact that it's still around and has had an impact. And like you said earlier, uh, anybody ab- above the age of 25 or 30 is going to have either a memory or or a story about Moon pie. Heck yeah. Um, for me... Um, a lot of the same, uh, just really a situation to where it's instantly recognizable. Mm. Like you can either say moon pie or you can say RC Cola and somebody's going like, you got a moon pie to go Mm. with it? Or, you know, just the recognizability of it. The Mm -hmm. fact that it's, it's instantly recognizable is another thing to me, uh, that would, help you know earn the the title of being legendary um but yeah that's pretty much all i got for the for the regular stuff i mean i do have a few other things for the the patreon side but yeah awesome well thank you for tuning in legends uh if you are a patreon member we'll see you on the and after this uh this exit on the patreon side of things if you are not a patreon member it is not hard to become one it is inexpensive to become one. All you have to go to is TLD Tube six uh, TLD Tube is uh, TLD Studio sixty six dot com. Scroll on over to the support page, and it will tell you where and how to become a Patreon supporter for as little as a cup of coffee a month, and you will get deleted scenes, uncut episodes, bloopers, behind the scenes look. Uh, swag from Studio 66 and Tennessee Legend Distillery, all depending on the tier that you are. Now, if you cannot do that $15, $20, and $25 tier, hey, no worries. You're still going to have the opportunity at a $3, $5, $10 tier, and you're still going to get fun things like bloopers and deleted scenes and uncut gems of moments from Studio 66 podcasts and entertainment. So, for those of you that are our Patreon, we will see you in a few minutes. If you are not Thank you for tuning in. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And as always, cheers to you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. To do so, Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66 for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter heck you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via speakpipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com however you go about it Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. <laughs>